Thanks for joining us, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. I am PK. We're back on the air. If they're not being back on, so grateful to be back. Joining me now, uh, the president of the Jazz and Sports Entertainment, and that is Jim Olson. Yeah, we've been in this business for a long time, Jim, and you know I don't know that I can remember a crazier time. You know, PK, I can't either. Uh, you know, you, it starts with the coronavirus, and then all of a sudden yesterday morning, uh, everyone's getting ready to figure out their day, and we, we get shook with an earthquake. It, uh, it has definitely been interesting times. Yeah, <laughs> and there's so much to talk to you about. Thanks for coming in. Uh, just from the, you know, the, mo- the most, I think the most, not necessarily interesting, but the one that has the most fan interest obviously in our community, is and always will be the Jazz and relative to the NBA. So what can you tell us about what you know, because you've been involved in numerous conference calls and all that stuff, about what's going on in the NBA as far as we know that it is a postponement, but what the immediate future holds and the long-range future, I guess. And I know you don't have any specific answers, but pretty much what do you know? Well, PK, I have one specific answer, and that is we're going to be playing basketball games again. Uh, I don't know when, but I know that we will. (laughs) Uh, We're going to have concerts in this venue. We're going to have conventions in this venue. And we're sitting in the venue right now. The radio station is going to keep broadcasting from this venue. So, you know, there there is going to be an end to this. And, uh, you know, we don't know exactly what the timeline is going to be. We can speculate, but but to your point, you know, since this thing broke a, a week or so ago, you know, I got I got to tell you, there have been relentless efforts from everybody, starting with Gail Miller and the Miller family, to uh, the leadership team, Steve Starks, uh, the president of uh, the Larry H. Miller Group of Companies, uh, leading out on all of the companies with Larry Miller Group, uh, to the leadership team within sports entertainment. Uh, it has been nonstop around the clock. Uh, trying to figure out uh, what what uh, what lay, what lies ahead, you know, it, it's interesting. If I could just share for a minute, you know, when this whole thing broke, I mean, it really broke uh, with the Utah Jazz and and Rudy being the first player that was uh, diagnosed with uh, with the uh, coronavirus. You know, because of that, you know, we spent the first day and a half figuring out how to get our team home from Oklahoma City. Yeah, and that not, was crazy unto itself. Yeah, not only get them home, but get them home safely. Get them home without putting others in danger. And you know, we're we're so grateful for the uh, the doctors, the the health officials, uh, many other people that stepped up. Government agency, uh, Spencer Cox, who has uh, been leading the uh, governor's task force on on COVID nineteen. So many people stepped up to to help ensure the safety of, of our players, and and then once we got them home, uh, making sure that uh, they they were they were quarantined and in a safe environment. So while many others were were able to focus on other issues, we we spent our first day and a half, two days, maybe even three days, focusing on that. So the players returned. And are they still under quarantine? They are. They're still self-quarantined. And we have daily contact with them. Uh, we have people on the basketball ops side that are in contact, making sure they're okay, that they have food, and, and that they're not showing any symptoms. And uh, uh, they're taking very good care of the players. So there is a communication from just the well-being standpoint. <clears throat> How's it being handled as far as any terms of uh, – 
basketball uh, skill development, conditioning, or is that just all on hold now? That's all on hold. Uh, the health of, of our players is has been uh, a top priority. And, you know, it, I, I want to say this, too. The health of all of our employees has been a top priority. Uh, we were able, uh, the fact that we're sitting here in this studio today, we were able, able to get this space sanitized, but we've been sanitizing the, the entire arena, the, the practice facility, the office space over at the practice facility. Uh, you know, the health and safety of our employees has been our number one employee, or excuse me, our number one priority concern. Yeah. concern. And, and that, that's from our players to, to every employee that we have. There's so much going on in the world as far as potential loss of, of income and who knows what that entails. It's because jobs are serious stuff. And you, you just can't take it lightly. Any time anybody gets laid off, I don't care who it is, you know, you feel it for them. And you speak of all these employees that you've got going on. I mean, the Miller Corporation employs over 10,000 folks, right? I mean, that's just an enormous number. Uh, so here locally, in terms of your charge, what is being done to help and protect them? Well, you're exactly right. If, if, if I could just share this thought first, and then I'll get to, get to your question. But uh, I can't tell you how many times I've thought over this last week. Yeah, um, Gail Miller often talks about enriching lives. And, and uh, she and, and uh, Larry and the family, you know, that was, that was something that was important to them from the very beginning. And one of the ways that they've been able to enrich, enrich lives and, and enrich a community has been by providing jobs. And you mentioned 10,000. We're, we're up almost to 11,000 employees in the Larry Miller group of companies. And it has always been a priority of, of the Miller family to provide jobs in the community where they are and so uh, it's just such a huge priority and so since that that's a priority from the top uh, in our organization uh, we've been in regular contact we, we are reaching out to every employee uh, we've already reached out to every employee uh, there's been email communication conference calls one-on-one -on -one phone calls making sure people are safe making sure people aren't experiencing any symptoms of the illness um, we are we are focused on developing both long-term and short-term plans to try to protect our employees the best that uh, the best that we can I can tell you uh, those those uh, discussions are still in the works right now uh, but but there is an enormous commitment to protect our employees uh, you know I, I've got to mention along those lines we were so grateful for Rudy's contribution of two hundred thousand dollars to our part-time employees uh, we're excited uh, to get that distributed to those employees. Uh, you know, there are some timing issues. He made that announcement a couple of days ago. And, and fortunately, you know, here at the arena, we just had nine events in nine days right before this whole thing broke. And, and so uh, most of our employees were able to work a lot of events, more events than they would in, in a particular time period like that. And they worked a lot of events. And, and that pay period is coming up right now. And we're processing those paychecks. And, and then uh, following after we get those paychecks processed, we're going we're gonna to work on making sure uh, that 100% of, of Rudy's donation will go to, to the part-time employees that, that put on you know, game night here at the, at the Utah Jazz. So those folks who come in, they are basically contracted on a per-event basis? 
Is that how it yeah, works? They're, uh, no, they're they're hourly employees. So uh, you know they're they're employees of the organization, and they they come in and work an event. They have an opportunity to sign up to work the event. They they don't work every single oh, okay. event. They they you know they we we try to have a minimum just so we can manage the staff of of how often you have to work to so once again we can manage the right employee population. But uh, you know they sign up for events, and and uh, we're going to make sure once again within a very short period of time that that uh, that donation of Rudy 100% of it gets, gets yeah. out to those employees. And, and this was unbeknownst to me, but I guess there was some discussion that the money wasn't going to them, but you're telling me that it is. I'm telling you uh, that uh, 100% of the $200,000 that Rudy donated will go to those part-time employees. Uh, you know, there, there's there's the discussion of how to, how it best gets d- divided up and and uh, how it gets dispersed, And uh, but that's a huge priority, and, and we're going to have that uh, wrapped up here in the next couple of days. So when you listen and when I listen to Adam Silver do his interview, you know, he's a man of, you don't get to that stature unless you've had great accomplishment in your, your personal and your professional life. And as I'm listening to him speak, he speaks of the 30 days that he originally put out there. But then he says that, okay, this is just basically a guideline. I just put that out there to give people some idea. It's not it's not a deadline of any sort. It's an idea. And as I come away listening to him speak is that he doesn't really know specifically what is out there for sure that he can say, we're going to go down this path, we're going to go down that path. Since we're in such uncharted territory here, uh, in in the world, literally, uh, from a from an NBA standpoint and from a franchise standpoint, how much concern is there over the fear of the unknown? Well, I think that's something that we're trying to uh, we're trying to combat. Um, you know, there is unknown, but but I don't want to call it fear. Okay. Um, what we're doing is we are focusing with, to your point, it was a great point, uh, we're focusing with the great leadership of Adam Silver, the great leadership of Gail Miller in this community. We are focusing on every single possibility and scenario that could roll out in the next 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we know this is going to end. We know we're going to play basketball. Again, we know we're going to have great concerts, great shows, other great events. And so, what is that scenario? If for some great uh, opportunity that happens in 30 days, we will be ready to open up these doors and and uh, put on all the events that we do. If it's 60 days, we'll be ready 90 days. Uh, you know, we there have been a lot of calls with experts, and, and people are trying to, you know, guess how long this this thing's going to go. I'm going to stay away from that. But what I'm going to tell you is is uh, we every waking a moment we are considering scenarios to make sure we're in the best position for when those doors open. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. You're preparing for stuff to happen that might not happen, but yet you still have to be prepared for it no matter if it happens or not. That's kind of a crazy uh, agenda each day, basically, as you guys come to work. You know, I, I, I probably shouldn't use this as, a, as an example, but quite frankly, it's a really good example. You know, we've experienced lockouts before. Yeah. And you know, a lockout can end any day. Right. And boy, the minute that lockout ends, we're in business. And so we've got people that are experienced and understand that scenario. We are so fortunate to have the employee base that we have. Many of them are working from home right now, uh, but but their commitment to continue 
continue to do their jobs and figure out new ways. We're getting innovative. We're figuring out new ways to to connect with our fans. Uh, we're figuring out new products that we're going to be able to roll out. So it's it's giving us a chance to get innovative and uh, allow our employees to to maybe do some of the things that you wouldn't normally have time to do in a normal business environment and uh, from from every employee throughout the whole company the, we are committed to making sure that the day this thing uh, ends we're ready to go now, one of the things that Adam Silver discussed possibly is that as you're looking at this and pretty much everything and anything is on the table for discussion. I think he even said that. If you have ideas, let me know. If I remember correctly, uh, basically saying that. Uh, And there's been talk of considering uh, an adjustment of the calendar on a permanent basis. Is that something that the Jazz have thought about, and do they have an opinion on it? Well, I will tell you that, uh, yes, it's something that the Jazz have thought about. Once again, just back to uh, the thought that we are considering every scenario, every possibility. Um, We're we're not prepared to to share an opinion on it right now, but I will tell you, uh, with everything else, those discussions are are being had. So last week, the governor spoke, and you talk about Spencer Cox and had some other folks listening, and I was actually driving back from Vegas because I was down there for conference basketball, and so I'm listening to it as I'm literally driving home, and I noticed that they have Steve Starks there, and I thought, that's interesting to have a, a, a who we would recognize as a sports person. I mean, I know he has other duties beyond that, but we'd recognize him as a sports person, but then I'm thinking, well, the Jazz are such a focal point of the community to where, in a lot of ways, that... If this arena got open and things got back to normal, it's almost like the jazz would set the tone for the rest of the community. Uh, do you feel that way in terms of management uh, being so involved in this community that you are a leader in terms of things have happened that need to happen? And what I mean by that, have you reached out to businesses and, and clients and all that type of stuff? And what type of discussions have been going on there? You know, that's a great question, PK, and I'm going to answer it in two parts. One, yes, you know, the Jazz are a focal point of this community, and we have, a, we have an absolute responsibility to lead out. And uh, we're, we're taking that responsibility seriously from everything, from our employees to our fans, uh, patrons, everyone that we do, our vendors, everyone that we do work with. And, and we are committed to leading out and, and helping to be, you know, a positive force in getting through this. Secondly, to your point, you know, Steve Starks is running uh, one of the biggest companies in this business right now, or excuse me, in this community right now. When you take into consideration our dealerships, uh, finance company, real estate company, you know, everything. And uh, there has been a great coordination from the governor's office to pull in the business leaders uh, that have the ability. And, and I want to I want to express something and, and hope, hopefully I do it in a clear manner. But we have an opportunity right now. We have to be safe and, and we have to be very careful about putting people in a situation where they can work in a safe environment. But when that can happen, it is so important to keep that going during this phase. You're here working today. We've got engineers, you know, helping helping the show run. Uh, we've got, I walked in downstairs, the sanitizing crew, you know, they're still, you know, cleaning up some of the areas. We, and I say we, I'm just saying the, the businesses of this community have a great opportunity to do everything they 
they can to keep things going as much as possible in a safe environment. And and once again, it's Steve Starks as the leader of the, the Larry Miller group of companies. He's been involved in those conversations, and we're committed to, to play a, a positive role in doing that. So as one by one things close, the the, the NBA season stopped, NCAA tournament canceled, that didn't. I mean, I mean, it had an effect on us because we had two teams that were going to play in there, and then it gets more to the local level, and it's like it, it, it's it's like a blow. Okay, the gyms are being closed. Oh, the restaurants are being closed. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You follow along, and then we hear that the theaters are being closed. Oh no! And it's like it's our lives that we know. They're being taken away from us. I'm not judging whether it should be or shouldn't be. I'm just saying that's the reaction. And you see the emails. Oh, no, the theaters now. And the theaters are such a form of entertainment that everybody uses. And whether you're a sports fan or not, how much angst and deliberation went into that to make that decision? You know, uh, you're probably going to get me uh, to be a little emotional right now. Yesterday was a tough day. Uh, we were we were holding on to the theaters as as one of those things that was still providing that opportunity right. for people to escape. Um, you know, uh, for better or for worse, we were the last man standing as far as being open, and and we sh- we just decided that after discussions with with national theater organizations as well as local groups, that it was the right thing to do. It, it was a hard day, but but I've got to mention um, th- when we talked to the theater staff yesterday and went through this whole process to see their energy and their excitement to figure out, you know, when those theaters open back up, they're going to be opened up as if they're being opened up for the first time. That We're going to be able to get some work done and some things updated and and new ideas of how to engage and create a better experience at the theater. And so um, while it was a tough, tough day yesterday, I got to tell you, there's still a passion and an energy to make sure uh, that those things open up. We've learned that when, when you come out of difficult times like this, theaters are actually one of the first thing to bounce back because it's a quick, fun, yeah, yeah. great form of entertainment. So we're going to be ready for that. And so you speak of uh, some national discussion. Uh, how much at the company level, you've already spoken with the with the locals, and we know you've been involved, obviously, with the political leaders. But in terms of when decisions are made now, it's basically shut down. Uh, how much discussion are you involved in on a national level to know that we're not operating isolating here we're just doing what everybody else is doing and so you're prepared as you go forward to match what is out there and what is viewed as acceptable from a national level yeah the, the one thing i would say is that there hasn't been a single decision made in a vacuum throughout this process with our organization every decision has been in conjunction with discussions through the nba discussions with other major your uh, arenas throughout the country, uh, health uh, organizations and uh, doctors and experts in the field. And so, you know, uh, we as a company, we, we, we often say, you know, it's not important to be first, it's important to be right. And so maybe sometimes, you know, like the theaters, it probably took us a day or two to close before some of the others and some of these other decisions we're making. We want to be right. And so everything we're doing, we're consulting, as I mentioned, with the MBA and the other businesses that we're associated with. And when we make a decision, it's the right decision. So 
as far as and probably the thing that has the most interest is the NBA because we're all fans of the Jazz to one degree or another, and we're you know in our case it's so important to our jobs. Uh, as the days go forward and there is monitoring and discussion and all that, how will it come about in terms of whenever it is? Because you say we will we will have basketball again when we reach that decision of when it's time to return. How does that decision get made and who's involved? Because I, I just don't think it's Adam Silver calling up everybody. Okay, we're going on the 25th <laughs> or whatever. How's that work? Yeah, well, there there have been and there will continue to be regular phone calls uh, with NBA Board of Governors, NBA presidents, uh, phone calls at other department levels from ticket sales to corporate partners to arenas and operational needs at the arenas. And I will tell you that uh, every aspect of the business will have a voice and in, in when they are ready and, and when it's the right time. And uh, once again, you know, history has shown that Adam Silver knows how to bring people together, and the decision will be collaborative, and it will be right. Would it be a vote? Uh, well, you know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not aware exactly if it would be that. I, I think, the, you know, my thought that it'll be very clear to everybody when the time is right. And, and we're, we're going to be anxious and we're going to be excited. But at the same time, it, it's got to be right from a safety standpoint. Yeah. Uh, everyone's going to know when the time's right. And so how much time would you need from the time that, okay, we think we can go before the time that it actually you do go? Well, I mean, simply from an operational standpoint, we would be ready within days. Uh, but there's more to it than that. There's communication. Uh, you got to look at team issues and travel for teams and you know, getting that travel scheduled. Uh, I'm going off of memory, but it seems like in, in our last lockout, was it maybe seven to nine days somewhere? You know, it, it turned around quick, but a uh, you know, week to two weeks and uh, things, will, things could get rolling. It, it seems like, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're... Are we two years or three years removed from the coming up on two or three years from the building renovated during that We're in summer? our third season okay. with the renovation. Right. Yeah. And it, it seems like since then, we're in here every day, obviously, and it seems like since the renovation, am I accurate in saying there's been way more activities and events than before? <laughs> you're, you're absolutely accurate. Uh, this, re- this renovation has been one of the greatest things uh, that we've done as an organization. We've gone, I'll, I'll throw you the numbers, we, we've gone from an average of 12 to 14 concerts a year to over 30 okay. concerts I a year. I thought so. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and not only just concerts, big shows. Right. Uh, we, we, we're now, in the concert industry, there's, there's a term that's used, must play if you're a must-play market. And, you know, this renovation turned us into a must-play market. Shows want to come play this venue. And uh, so our shows have almost tripled, and we're getting the big shows. Yeah, yeah. Las Vegas North, here we come. You know, and and, and if I could just mention that, you know, all of the shows that we had scheduled for March and April, they haven't been canceled. They've been postponed. That's what I was going to lead to. Yeah. I got an email last night uh, from John Kimball and Mark Powell, who run the arena from uh, the event standpoint, and and uh, we already have dates for every one of those okay, shows. Okay, exactly now, what I'm going to. They haven't been announced yet because there's some there's some uh, scheduling conflicts with, not conflicts, but scheduling issues and other markets that everybody's working on. But I will tell you, every single one of them have one or two dates that are being held to make sure those get rescheduled, I, I don't think we're going to lose a show. 
That's yeah. That's exactly was my question because it's not just the ball club to hear him play games, yeah. but it's all this other stuff that people come down here for. I mean, this is obviously the place where I would imagine. I mean, I know football stadiums hold a bunch, but in terms of overall attendance in A to Z and events, this building has got to be far and away the lead in this uh, in this community. Yeah, I mean, we have a hundred events a year, you know, including the Jazz games. You know, forty plus with playoffs when we have those, and fifty about events of you know other types of events. It's a hundred nights. That's one out of almost every three nights of the right. year that we're running. Okay. Uh, before we get out of here, anything that I didn't ask that you want to say? No, but I want to check in. Are you doing okay? How, how are you and your family? Uh, as far as we're going, uh, as far as we know, we're okay. And uh, my wife's a school teacher, and this is a funky time, obviously. And I've got a ninth grader and a, another one in college. And and uh, and I think that uh, from from just the average citizen, there is there is a sense of of just the unknown is is okay i got this and now we've settled into this pattern yeah. it's not great yeah could be worse yeah. it's not great but what else is out there yeah you know are you are we gonna have to do something else you know it's the possibilities scare you a little bit and, and i think the fear of the unknown yeah. is what's ahead if if we just had to deal with this and this is the way it is for x amount of time I think, at least from my perspective, from our family, we've settled into this. Right. You know, instead of going to the gym, I'm now going to the park yeah. in the afternoon and I'm walking around. All right, I can live with that. Yeah. But what's next? Yeah. If there is anything next. And I think that maybe, I don't know that I speak for anybody, but I speak for my little family. And that's what we're concerned about. And uh, one of the things that I think that you really, really realize is that, man, whatever your routine is, that's a good routine to have and it's been at least in my case getting up coming to work and now going home you know i'd go home and take a nap go to the gym and then this time of year i go to spring practice right and then i come home and i'm watching the ball game and i'm taking notes and all that yeah well now i was like well what the heck am i supposed to do you know what i mean <laughs> i want to be doing that routine i want to be doing it desperate i want i want to go to spring ball this afternoon yeah i want to see which utah quarterback is going to throw interceptions against the sun devils next fall you know what i mean i want to know that <laughs> well listen hey all i know is you got to stay safe you got to stay got to you know stay healthy but uh, we, we all can pitch in, find a way to serve your neighbor, find a way to look out for someone in need, give a little bit to those that need. And uh, this is a community that prepares for times like this. And we've seen incredible things going on in this community. And uh, I just think we all have an opportunity to pitch in and help. All right, that's Jim Olson, president of the Jazz, president of Larry H. Miller Sports and Entertainment, getting you up to date. We appreciate you. Thanks for coming in, Jim. Thank you. Good to be with you. All right, stay with us. We'll uh, tell you what you've been missing, what we've been talking about today. Right next, right here next on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Big Show, Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott.
Tom Brady not with New England anymore. You talk about the legacy aspect. This is where the argument happens. We're talking about the best quarterback ever. I think he would rather win and have a little less cash than have more cash and not win. At this point in his career, don't you think that would be true? No. He's already won Come a on. ton. How much more money does he need? How many more titles does he need? He's taken less money than he had to for years now. He sees he's got two years left max, so go shake down Tampa for every last nickel that you can pry out of this because you can't work until you're 50. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Call Action Plumbing and get your winter furnace tune-up and safety check for $33 by calling Action Plumbing at 801 Eight three 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 three, or by going to actionplumbing.net. That's a lot of threes. Eight three three thirty three thirty three. All right, now we're going to catch you up to date what we've been talking about. And the 9 a.m. Slacker Radio headlines are brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Sandy. Find your deals online at lhmdeals.com. Well, we got some stuff. We just spoke with Jim Olson. He's president of the Jazz. As far as what they've been going on, a crazy week, obviously. Uh, Adam Silver spoke yesterday, and he did an interview with uh, Rachel Nichols, and he was saying that, you know, they don't know when. The 30 days was just a guideline. He put that out there. They needed, I think they needed some form of a timeline early, but that that's, don't hold them to that, obviously, and that it could extend well beyond that. We'll just have to see uh, what the world developments are, literally, and then in the country, for sure. And the good thing that I take from Jim Olson is that there will be basketball. And that's what I was saying earlier, is that for me, any loss that I feel as far as the NBA, it's temporary because they keep talking about how everything is going to go on. And Jim Olson saying that the concerts that they had scheduled here in the arena for the next couple of months, they're already working on and narrowing down dates for the future. So, yeah. It's an inconvenience for sure that you can't go to see Cher in April. I think she was coming. And so you're going to have to wait. And I don't know what the date is, October. I just put that out there uh, as an example. I don't know what the date is. But that she'll get here with her band and they'll do their show. So we'll have the life that we anticipate having, which is good. Uh, You know, all of us have had uh, concerts that... Um, got postponed for one reason or another. Uh, I saw Miranda Lambert here uh, last month, and she was supposed to be there the prior month. Actually, that worked out for me because when she was going to be here the first time, I was down in Phoenix. I was go down and go to golf with uh, my family when they had the waste management, and that was the Friday before. Well, I was going to be in Phoenix that Friday. I go down every year. And since she rescheduled to the end of February, well, I'm in town. So I took advantage of it, went to the show, and had a great time. So actually, things can work to your benefit. So all that stuff that is on hold will be there at some point. And that's why I don't feel a great sense of loss for that right now. What I do feel a great sense of loss is in 17, 18 minutes, the NCAA tournament was supposed to start, and it's not going to start. And I feel a tremendous sense of loss on that. I feel it for all of us. I feel it for the players, most especially, particularly the senior players. I think that those guys, I feel for those guys, the guys at BYU and the guys at Utah State. 
maybe a little bit of a lesser extent to the in Logan because those guys played in the tournament. But this team, I think, is clearly was better than last year's team. And now this team will never be together again. And this team will never get the opportunity to create something special that will live on literally forever if they were to get to whatever designation you consider special. Sweet 16, uh, Elite 8, and who knows? I mean, you have the players of the caliber of the players on both teams, and you look at the state of college basketball where super teams don't necessarily exist anymore that with all the one-and-dones, you just look at Arizona with their guys. They come through, and then they're gone a few months later, and then they bring in a new set of guys, and you know who's to say that they couldn't have competed with those teams because I think they could have, but we'll never know. And I feel a great sense of loss there for myself selfishly because I don't have the tournament. There's nothing better than going home on a Thursday in March and watching. Or, in the case of uh, Scotty would have been calling the games for the Aggies, he would have been there. And under normal circumstances, I probably would have been with the Cougars. So I'd be waking up in a hotel and then get to watch the games before I went to the arena, depending on where I was in the country. Yeah, so definitely a loss there. There's no doubt about that. But as far as the pro stuff, that will continue. And that's good to know. It's good to know. It's good to know that the theaters were open again. I mean, you got to have some hope. you got to hang on to stuff. I'm not going to preach to you. That's not my deal. I'm too old for that. You live your lives as you want to live. The idealistic viewpoints that I may have had when I was younger, they've long since evaporated. The school of life of hard knocks has taken its toll. So I'm just going to try to be positive in that way and look towards the future and know that there will be better days, hopefully for all of us, as, uh, as we get through this. A couple of things in the sports world. The NFL is still cooking. Nick Foles, what a bizarre career he's had coming out of the University of Arizona. I said this earlier, the first and only University of Arizona quarterback to be drafted and leading the, coming off the bench when Wentz got hurt, leading the Eagles to the Super Bowl a couple years back and then gets the big money deal with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, gets hurt. Now he's going to the Bears. We'll see what he does with the Bears, have an opportunity to compete. You know, $21 million guaranteed that's good for him because there's a guy who was considering giving up football a few years back and then make a lot of money on it and I think to me rather than Foles leaving Jacksonville I think the bigger story and, I, and you know you get in this you've been in this business a long time you root for stories stories matter and Gardner, Gardner Mishu who was a East Carolina quarterback thinking about being a grad assistant to get into coaching and then Mike Leach tells him to come to Pullman he lights it up a couple years ago and then gets drafted late, and now he's going to be the starting quarterback, it looks like, at Jacksonville. Good for that kid. And that mustache. Who has the more famous mustache? Well, locally, it's certainly Zach Selyus. Nationally, Minshew. Got that stash going on. Minshew's got t-shirts of that stash. Yeah, and I know they put it on uh, Mike Leach in an interview, and I know BYU had some fun. And I, and I feel for a kid like Selyus, who... And I talked to him a few weeks back going into senior night. Yeah, I and mean, you know, kids coming out of high school and you think you're going to be a star and you're going to be all that. Well, it doesn't turn out that way. But then you stick with it and you don't give up. You don't transfer and you stay with it and you find yourself a role of a hustler, defender, rebounder, occasional shot maker coming off the bench. And you fulfill that role as a senior, great for the Cougars. 
It's just a shame they don't get the opportunity to do it in the postseason. Well, and the other thing with that PK is he was he would be a guy that if the NCAA they John Rothstein yesterday said that they will not grant the extra year of eligibility to winter sport athletes, which is the basketball program. Yes, but a guy like Celius would have been like the picture perfect guy for a guy like, for an opportunity like that because you'd probably see guys like Toulson and Haas and Childs move on to pro careers. He could have come back potentially and taken on a bigger role as with another season at BYU. Yes, and I will get to that. I thought that I would get that to tomorrow because I have strong feelings on that. In fact, I was actually writing about that this week. And then and then something else happened. At 7.09 yesterday, as I'm about to expound profoundly, I was sort of hoping in a sense that maybe if the radio station closed forever, I would have gotten the last word. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> I win. Because <laughs> I was literally speaking... When that earthquake hit. It's true. Did we have that? Did that get saved anywhere? So I actually, I was, I have a jump drive that I roll every show on. I have the full file. I do have yesterday's show file. I will have to pull that audio at some point. We can listen to what the quote unquote last word was. Yeah, because I'm talking and I think we're talking about uh, NBA or something. I don't remember. I think we're still in the NFL, actually. Okay, still in the NFL. Because yeah. obviously when we do the what's training at seven o'clock, we break it down into, into Portions, NFL, NBA, soccer, college football, whatever it might be. And so I'm talking on that particular topic, and all of a sudden my wall starts shaking, and I'm thinking, man, what a gust of wind. Well, then no. And then I revert back. All of a sudden, I was 25 years old, and I was in Los Angeles, like I was literally back then. And it was a her- a, uh, an earthquake. And then you start thinking, we're having an earthquake. And I say, I think I say on air, are we having an earthquake? Because I couldn't believe it. I've heard about it. Oh, you got to be prepared. We live along the fault line. I'm thinking, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. Come on. I've never heard of, I've never seen an earthquake. And then sure enough, we get one. And then we get on the other side of it and it ends. And I see, okay, our walls didn't fall. And then I'm thinking, well, just who knows where it hit. It's worse at the epicenter, wherever that might be. But... For a moment there, I thought I finally might have had a shot at the last word on 1280 and 97.5 The Zone. But thankfully, I didn't get the last word. And as long as I don't get the last word, that means we're on the air, which we were off the air the rest of the day, and now we're back on the air. I'm happy to be back on the air. Okay, we got some response to some of the stuff that I asked, particularly on BYU basketball. Is it cursed? We got a whole bunch of response. I put that out on Twitter. We will get to that next on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. The head coach of the Utah State men's basketball team, Craig Smith. You know, they don't give you a handbook for this type of thing. It was one of those moments, guys, where I just remember exactly where I was, what I was doing when the NCAA made that announcement that all championships are going to be canceled. You just can't even describe every range of emotion. You see a guy like Sam Merrill, who I've never seen shed a tear, and there was a lot of tears with him. Uh, a guy like Diogo Brito, who Diogo is just a passion Spitfire, and we're all meeting on the gym at center court, and we get done, and Diogo sprints up the ramp. You know, he just didn't want to say goodbye. He didn't want to give hugs, and not give hugs because of the coronavirus. He just wasn't ready for it to be done. And so you got to be there for your guys and support them, certainly. That was a tough deal to go through. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. My very first earthquake was yesterday, and I was just getting out of the shower when it hit. 
So I experienced my first earthquake naked. <laughs> there it is. He experienced his first earthquake in the nude. That comes from Steve. Steve. What else for the first time did you experience while in the nude? I should leave that topic there. <laughs> Your Twitter feed is about to go <laughs> nuts. That would be unsettling. Because as you know, when you have an earthquake, things tend to sway. <laughs> hey, I've been oh, going wow. solo all day. I know. Hey, and I... I Tip of the cap to you for you being able to adjust on the fly like we did. I tip my cap to you, PK, but that was a good one. So that's what happens in earthquakes, right? Don't blame me. There's, hey, you. It's a valid point. That is for sure. That's I. I wrote about this. You can go on our website, twelve eighty zone dot com, and I got the the KSL one. And my my very first earthquake. I wrote about it, how it was about 6.30 in the morning on a Sunday, and we were, uh, we were newlyweds. We'd only been married a few months. And actually, a few months after we got married, we moved from f- uh, the Phoenix area over to Los Angeles area for work. And <clears throat> my wife thought I was bouncing, shaking the mattress, and she says, hey, stop shaking the mattress. And I said, uh, I'm not shaking the mattress. We had this potted plant that was hanging from a hook on the ceiling, and the thing was swaying back and forth. I'll never forget it. And I said, look at that thing. That thing is swaying. That wouldn't be swaying if I was just bouncing the bed. (laughs) So things do sway in earthquakes. We'll just leave it at that, huh? I did ask, (laughs) what? What's up with BYU, man? 2011, they got Jimmer. They got a great team. Brandon Davies gets suspended. This year, chock full of seniors and... The whole tournament, which is to begin in three minutes, such an exciting day that we could have had, and it is canceled. Are the Cougars, are they cursed? Their basketball program cursed. First Cougar fan, she tweets at me, yes, yes, they are. Steve, thanks for pouring salt in the wound. That wasn't my intention. A lot of people negative about BYU. BYU just generates all sorts of emotions. Kevin, just love the positivity of so many in this thread. Whatever happened to the old axiom that our grandmothers taught, if you have nothing good to say, then you don't say anything at all. Didn't that come from Bambi and Thumper? Uh, Maybe your grandmother. Can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. (laughs) Something like that, yeah. James, please ask Jim Olson what their plans are for their arena workers. Well, he said that Rudy Gobert for the arena workers here donated, what, a couple hundred thousand dollars? 200,000, yeah. 100% of the money is going in that direction. So uh, they'll get to all that stuff in, in time. And, and uh, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know how it works here, but if they have X amount of events that are postponed, and then they're rescheduled. If Well, if you were scheduled to work 10 events, would you then down the line have the opportunity to work the 10 events when they're rescheduled? So in that way, you know, maybe you can make up that money. I don't, I don't know how it works. I'm just throwing that out there. I, I, I really have no idea how that situation works. Uh, but all I know is I'm concerned for all of the fo- folks. And I said earlier, one of the good things that has come from this is I see these restaurants 
that uh, can't allow folks in and they can have takeout that uh, I know we did takeout last night. But one of the things that I've been able to learn as I'm watching the news and being on social media is that I'm hearing of all these restaurants that are mom pop organizations that I did not know about. And now they're coming to light and I'm taking note of these situations. And when we are allowed to go back in, I've made a mental and physical note of some of these places that I see that I become aware of. And I intend on going to these places to give them my money, to give them my business. Uh, Because who doesn't want to support a mom and pa organization, a restaurant, we all do. And all these places that I wasn't aware of, now I'm hearing about them. I intend to patronize or patronage, whatever that word is. Uh, patronize, yeah. When the time comes, I'm going to go to these places. They're going to get my cash and I'm going to get their food. It's going to be a win-win. All right, Tony and Austin are up next. I see them in the uh, lounge here. They're ready to come in so they'll continue the discussion. Stay with us, 97.5, 1280 The Zone.